From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman and this is the New Blue Review. Welcome to the program on this Monday morning. Uh, and it's good to be with you. Such a beautiful weekend we had. I think it's really the first properly warm weekend that we've had. Uh, coming out of winter, so uh, I've been starting to see our first blossoms as well, and so spring is definitely on its way, although it still needs to sprung officially on the 1st of September. So we've got a springing show for you lined up today, and uh, I'm looking forward to it in our parliamentary feature. Rob is not with us today, but we're going to be discussing the new white paper on immigration uh, talking about our visa regime and our immigration regime. So that should be very, very interesting. Also, in the international political sphere, we have the BRICS Summit this week. So we're going to be finding out about what can we expect uh, in BRICS for the coming week. Uh, if you're in Santon, get ready. There's going to be a lot of traffic, for one. Uh, but also, an uh, interesting article in the Daily Maverick uh, talking about uh, talk, talking about the Israeli relationship with different BRICS countries. So we're going to be talking about that as well. So it should be um, very, very interesting on those two sides of things. But before we get there, we're going to be talking about the game of chess today. If you uh, watched The Queen's Gambit on, on Netflix or if you have a young person in your life or old person who's um, into chess, you will know something about the game and its benefits. And so we decided to talk about where the game is going, what and where it's going in South Africa. Uh, it's a, it's a very very interesting thing and something which uh, is quite well developed in South Africa. So uh, in order to do that, we have chess coach on the line, Siduma Khale, uh, and uh, she is a, a chess coach and uh, she she runs some NGOs to do with chess. Uh, doing a, a variety of things, even sells chess merch, which I didn't know uh, even existed. But uh, this is uh, how things are these days, uh, and uh, it's very, very interesting. Uh, and we're going to find out a lot about her project and uh, what is going on in the chess world. As Numa, welcome to uh, Chai FM. Thanks for being with us on the New Blue Review. Hello there. Thank you so much for having me. It's really, really great to have you on. So tell us, how did you start off uh, in, in the world of, of chess? Sorry, before we get into that, can mm. we take 30 seconds? Say adimo. Oh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm My, my dyslexia okay. was getting us. I'm glad that we got that right. I apologize. We'll try and get that better. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. So Talk to us about tell chess. You, like, it's such a fun story. Mm. My parents met at a chess tournament long, long time ago. Okay. And then they got married and decided we're going to have chess babies. So, yeah, I don't remember a time in my life where I didn't know how to play chess because, like, I think I was about three when my mother taught me, and I've been playing ever since. So that's how I got into chess. 
So there's quite a lot of structure in chess. I mean, it, you, we have it in many of our schools in, uh, in, in South Africa, and there's a provincial system where, where people play in tournaments. Is that, is that something that, that you got then involved with once you started playing as well? Um, I mean, I think we're playing for fun for most, like when I was, especially when I was three up until, I think I may have played my first tournament around grade one. And even then it was just, you know, getting into, yeah, my mother discovering that, okay, cool. There are chess tournaments. I got into the school's chess club and then, um, yeah, I started playing tournaments and then if you do well in school tournaments and provincial tournaments, you get selected for the provincial team and then you have to play at nationals. So, yeah, we met our chess coach when I was in grade five, actually. And a few months later, we, team. I was living in the, at the time, so it was Northern Free State. Okay, so amazing. So you, so you, you, you did sort of come up, uh, in, in the system and, and, and play and, and, uh, to, uh, engage in that way. I, I'm, I'm quite interested in, in the way that the chess world has evolved. Uh, to, you know, in, in doing the research for this, I discovered people on Instagram who are chess fluencers, who, 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 uh, sort of video their, their, their games. Uh, you, 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 you sell chess related merch. It, it's sort of, Chess had this very kind of stuffy black and white, literally in terms of the pieces kind of uh, uh, view. But it, it sounds to me like the game has evolved from a, a PR perspective. Definitely. And I mean, I think with tech developments and tech advances and AI developments and advancements, uh, chess is also advanced. I think, you know, we did go through a global pandemic where everything sort of had to go online. And I think that was sort of the, the big, uh, chess tech boom where we discovered ways to stay connected as a chess community and figure out ways to do it online. Hence, you get people now sharing their games, you know, on Instagram lives or whatever. And, with regards to chess merch, you know, I don't think that's particularly new in that, you know, a T-shirt is merch, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we just went through a Bob, Barbenheimer phase where, you know, it's Barbie versus Oppenheimer. And then we developed a pink chess set, which is basically the exact same chess set you'd use that's black and white, except now it's pink and white. And <laughs> um, that's also fun ways of getting... Um, Younger kids interested and invested because, um, yeah, chess, like you said, can be quite serious, quite overwhelming. But, you know, if a five-year-old girl who loves Barbie is now playing in a pink set, she's a little bit more invested than she would have been had it been a black and white, you know? You, you bring up the gender issue. I think it's very interesting. Uh, we, we obviously saw also during the pandemic the, the, the breakout yeah. success of, of Queen's Gambit. Uh, do, did you find that that's helped to bring more female chess players to the game? I think it helped bring more chess players generally, not just uh, female or women chess players, if I'm being honest. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, before the Queen's Gambit, chess was very much um, something people knew about only, if, like you said at the beginning, if you know somebody who plays chess. Whereas now I think the curiosity has quite a little but in terms of the gender issue it is quite um like you know most sports are gendered because of uh, i guess a physical aspect you know soccer you have to gender 
uh, you have to gender it and separate men and women, athletics and so forth. Mm-hmm. But chess is actually also gendered in that there's women sections and men sections. And it's quite, for me personally, bizarre and like it's perplexing because I I don't see what the rationale for that is. And as a result, there are a lot more men players than women uh, chess players. And I think we're still very far from um, trying to equalize that. I mean, would you like to see, call it mixed tournaments or, or where it doesn't matter what the gender is in terms of how, the, how you play the tournament? So what happens is that um, we have a women's section and a open section. So they don't call it the men's section in that my sister and I from a very young age have been playing an open sections, which are typically reserved for male chess players. So there is that option of being able to integrate and play in mixed uh, sections in that they're called open sections. But because there's a woman section that exists, uh, most of the time, uh, women and girl chess players just play in the woman section, you know. Uh, but yeah, so I think if the woman section was to be, I guess, abolished, then we'd have to play in mixed sections and, you know, integrate. Very, very interesting. We're talking to Sarah Dumo Klale today. Uh, she is a chess coach and, uh, and we're talking about the evolving world of chess in, in the modern world on 101.9 High FM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 Hi FM. We're talking chess today on the show and we have uh, on the line with us Sarah Dumo she is a chess coach, and <clears throat> we're talking about the benefits uh, and uh, the, 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 the community of, of chess players. Uh, so let me ask you this. The, the chess you can learn, right? I mean, if, if you have parents or, or, or someone, as you say, you know, who knows chess, it, it can be a game that is learned. But very often people do get professional teachers or, or coaches to help them through the game. That's that's something that, that you do. So so how do you do your coaching with, with kids when it comes to, to your work as a coach? I'm not sure I understand the question. So, it's such so, a big question. So, so is it, do, okay, do, do you do like uh, do you do like individuals? Do you like to work in groups? How how does it oh, uh, how does it got operate? It, got it. Okay, cool. Perfect, thank you. So, I mean, we do have, uh, I would say three various types of, uh, yeah, three types of offerings. Mm. The first is, you know, if you're completely a novice, like you've never played or you don't quite understand the entire concept, we have boot camps where they're usually held on Saturday mornings and they are for players from the age of four to, I mean, they're age grouped, but yeah, there's different age groups, four to six, you know, uh, seven to 10, and then 11 to 13, for example. And then what we try to do is teach you chess in one day. So you leave knowing how to play chess. Wow. And by knowing how to play chess, it means like knowing how to move the pieces and all of that. And then with respect to coaching and uh, uh, training, there is private training where you, it's sort of like a one-on-one session. And then there is group training as well in which, you know, there's a small group of people doing training. And in those sessions, what we do is not so, I mean, now you know how to play chess, but like with anything else, obviously there are ways in which to play chess, I guess, better or to coordinate your pieces better and just to, you know, be able to build that 
muscle of strategy, analysis, and forward thinking. And that's what we do in those um, those training sessions. Uh, so, yeah, they can be private as in one-on-one or they can be group sessions. Now, I've also been very struck with your your journey around becoming a chess coach because for you uh, and from what I've seen, it doesn't seem to be only a uh, just a game that you play or something that you're even passionate about or even in the case of what you're telling us, you know, the fact that you are also a a coach, you you also seem it also seems to have opened up uh, opportunities uh, for your yourself uh, to to see the wider world, to uh, find opportunities that you might not have had otherwise, and and I love the fact that you also are trying to take that to communities where maybe those opportunities have been lacking. Definitely. So I always say, you know, I come from a place where unless your grandparents had been sent into exile before you were born, opportunities to escape. You know, the township were few and far in between. I was born in a township, but that was not my story from a very young age. Chess was, I guess, my ticket out in that the first time I left the township, the first time I saw a beach, the first time I got into a plane, the first time I did so many things was through chess and chess-related opportunities. And I did attend private school on a uh, a merit scholarship for chess achievements. And so I was, I guess, from a very young age, my world view horizon was expanded because of chess. I mean, even traveling internationally as a young child and meeting, having cultural exchanges with different people from different parts of the world. And I think because of how chess has, op- has opened so many doors for me and just held this important place in my, I guess, self-development as a young person, it has become very important to me that I I extend those same opportunities to others who, you know, are currently in disadvantaged communities who may benefit from such opportunities because essentially what separated my sister and I from the kids we grew up with in the township was the opportunity that we had. So I'm trying as hard as I can to also, you know, take back the same opportunities I sort of had so that, um, yeah, we could honestly try to move towards a more socially just society, if I can put it that way. So I do have an NGO. Um, it's in Tumahole, which is a township just next to Paris. And since I was 16, I've had a very strong sort of community-based support system of coaches, volunteer coaches, and anybody can get involved in it. And it's just, you know, simply just donating a chess set goes such a long way because um, a lot of the kids that we work with can only play chess at schools because, you know, they can't afford their chess sets. And, yeah, that's 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 what's happening there. So so you organ- you organize like chess meetups and, and infrastructure in Tomohole uh, to, so that, that kids can play. That's basically what the NGO does. Yes, yes. Yes. Amazing. Now, now tell us if someone is considering chess, maybe for their kid, maybe they're older and they, they've watched it online and, and they're interested. B- besides the kind of, uh, benefits that you spoke about sort of from a, a world horizon perspective, sort of what would you say from a cognitive or a, um, or a, just a human training perspective do you think chess has to offer for people who may be considering it for, I suppose, particularly for their kids? Yeah. Firstly, like before we even get into the benefits, I, unpopular opinion, I personally think chess is fun. And even if you're doing it for absolutely nothing else except my enjoyment, I think 
you know, that's a great reason. But in terms of other benefits, look, I think especially if you're learning from a young age, like you said, early cognitive development is one of the benefits in that, you know, you learn cognitive skills such as critical thinking, problem solving, logical reasoning, pattern recognition, spatial awareness, and all of that. But then there's other, I guess, more social aspects in that obviously chess goes beyond the board. Like my students actually played their first tournament this past weekend. And you learn sportsmanship, emotional intelligence, confidence, self-esteem, and other valuable lessons um, such as learning from your mistakes, setting goals. And these lessons are applicable, you know, not only in your academic journey, but in personal and social context as well. Uh, there is a lot of evidence, and I guess I'm living proof as well, of this unique academic advantage as well that you gain from playing chess. So, like, I was always very good at math. I was always very good in science. I guess other people talk about being good in language and the arts from playing chess. And then I guess most importantly for me are the mental health benefits in that because of that concentration aspect of chess, I mean, it does help with conditions such as ADHD. And as I've gotten older, I found that it helps as a stress management tool because it forces me almost like how people talk about meditation, like being in that quiet space where you just have to like, you know, go inside that's what chess does for me in that stress and relaxation um, a tool, I guess, if I can put it that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, 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 so if uh, people want to find out what you're doing, uh, they want to see your pink chess sets uh, or, or, or whatever, I assume you have a, a bunch of socials that they can find you on? Yes. So I always say small businesses matter. So we currently don't have a website, but we're on Instagram, um, our handle is chess.kidding. And yeah, chess.kidding on Instagram. You'll find a link to you with a bunch of, you know, upcoming events and what's happening. There's also a WhatsApp call function on there in which you could just press that and get in touch with me. But yeah, chess.kidding and yeah, we'll get in touch. I think we're very active, actually, since we started. I think we're there almost every single day. So even the turnaround response rate is quite good. Well, there you go. Thank you so much for joining us on FM And uh, best of luck with bringing up the next generation of chess geniuses in our country. Perfect. Thank you so much for having me. And have a good day further. There we go. There we go. Check it out there. Chess.kidding. On 101.9 High FM, learning about the game of chess.